Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. So Emily, last week we were talking about um, how you transitioned in your thinking from watching people to see if other people hurt and transitioning into the fact that you wanted to see people succeed and help people out of that hurt. Mm -hmm. So that's where we left off. So if you can pick up there, that would be great. Yes, of course. Um, I really want, wanted to see people get into a community that I found at this church. And it was something that I consumed my whole life with because I felt so confident that God was telling me to get people connected into the same kind of community that I had been blessed enough to find. And again, it was my first time in 20, 21 years of my life that I was felt like I had people to rely on and felt comfortable enough to open up to people. And I was just always such a very like standoffish person because I was afraid of getting hurt. I can't imagine. <laughs> I've changed a lot. <laughs> but we don't let you do that anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um so I was getting people really involved in the community. And it again, it wasn't it wasn't me. It was Jesus working through me because mm-hmm. I don't want to take credit for any of it. Because I didn't find a community. God put that community in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't find people community. God put people in my path to help get them connected to other people. Right. And that's what I always want to remember that I did not, I did none of it. You yeah. know, it was, it all came from above me. And mm-hmm. it's really freeing to think of it that way because mm-hmm. there was one instance where I got this girl involved in a small group and she didn't like it. And I took so much like guilt mm. in that. It's like, I led her in the wrong direction. What if she mm. never finds the same community that I found because I put her in this one group and she should have been in this group. Mm. And then I finally had to take a step back and was like, God is putting these people in my path. Like it, it, he's going to use that for a good reason in the right, end, right. just like he used all my isolation for this reason. Mm-hmm. And so once I finally kind of thought about it like that, it was very easy for me to not put so much pressure on myself because mm. I'm a very I like I'm a perfectionist and I like mm. everything to be perfect and when it goes wrong I take so much blame mm-hmm. right. and it weighs on me really heavily that's something that we have to learn though too because I'm me too I mean mm-hmm. I think in the church especially that yeah. I think oh I just want this to work out for them so well and I mm-hmm. think this would be great and but then the responsibility is not ours anymore. Mm-hmm. The responsibility is then theirs mm-hmm. to pick that up and do what God wants them to do in yeah. their life. So we've done our part, but we still kind of try to take responsibility for it and make a, ourselves feel like we didn't do a good job when God's saying, hey, that's not your job anymore. Mm-hmm. You did your part. Now let me do mine. Exactly. Or you sometimes try to convince them otherwise. Like you try, yeah. you try to tell them what you've received and then you're supposed to feel the same way yeah. <laughs> exactly when sometimes yeah, God you get also- frustrated because people don't care <laughs> <laughs> exactly no there's this one couple that they did not want to be in a small group and i was like why what are you guys doing with your life why don't you want to be involved <laughs> here exactly yeah. who doesn't want to feel this way <laughs> yeah um so right in the middle of that COVID happened mm. 
And we went back to the isolation. Right. And it was so important <clears throat> for me. At this rate, I was leading a small group and I was still working and getting people connected in small groups, but it was so different. And again, I know you guys probably have felt this too, but COVID was a time where we, it was uncharted territory. Yes, mm -hmm. We had no idea what we were doing. We were taking I, it day by day. We've gotten back to everyone feeling mm -hmm. like they know anymore mm -hmm. either. I think it really, I, not a political statement at all, but Satan really used that time mm -hmm. for isolation and for making mm -hmm. us think about things differently or see, and you know, we kept saying we want to go back to normal. And I kept saying, no, God, we don't want to go back to normal. We want to go back to better than normal, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. help us get there. Yes, but, exactly. but people have, have, I don't, I feel like people have not, um, what is the word I'm looking no, for? They have no they bounced certainty back. anymore. They're like they're yeah. so uncertain now. And, and think yeah. about everything in a different way, in mm -hmm. a different light. And, Definitely. And sometimes in that isolation. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so I would, we would watch church on a Sunday morning through a Zoom call. Mm -hmm. We would, I would screen record or share my screen on Zoom. And then I had my girls on the corner, like on this one strip and we would, mute ourselves so we can all hear then we would debrief afterwards but it was so different because we went from seeing each other almost every day from church events to doing life together going to each other's events supporting each other and everything that we did <clears throat> to sitting at home 24 7 yeah. and not being sure of what to do i remember there was this one time we tried to go to the beach it was on a sunday morning to watch the sunrise before church and we got like in trouble because we were on the beach by the police officers because no one should have been outside mm. it's like we're all out in the open we're all yeah. like spread apart and we got like we were asked to leave mm. because it was COVID and everyone had to stay inside at all times and that was definitely god used COVID to heal me in mm. a way because i healed from all of the shame of feeling like I had to be perfect. I mm -hmm. struggled with that shame and that embarrassment. And I struggled with, I was being so fake for so long because I didn't let anyone see inside of like my heart or inside of my life. And so I was like, I put on a fake front for so many years because I wanted people to think I was perfect like everyone else. I went to church and even though I was watching other people to see if they would suffer, I was, I had my makeup done, my smile on my face. My life is great. Everyone would ask me, how's, how's, how are things going? amazing couldn't get any better totally lying totally yeah. i'm sorry yeah. to everyone i said that too <laughs> but i really healed from all of that shame and all of that guilt and really ask god to i choose a word every year and every year since COVID, i've had the same word of bold and I want to be bold and I want to be bold for God. <laughs> Lindsay got really excited. I got so excited. Yeah. <laughs> that's been one of my words yeah, last yeah, year. Words. I love it. Yeah. And it's such a good challenge and such a good reminder to no matter what you're doing, be bold in everything, whether you're talking to people about Jesus or whether you're opening up to someone for the first time, do it a hundred percent and see what, see what comes of it. Yeah. Um, and so Anyway, during COVID, COVID was ending, I guess, and my church still wasn't going back. We were still doing it online and we were going to for, I think they were online for about a year and a half, which was crazy to me because everyone else opened. Mm -hmm. Everyone was going back to services. Of course, you had to social distance. You had to get, you know, tickets to come in. And I just really did not like the fact that my church was not opening back up. 
And a few weeks later, after I had, you know, expressed some of that, um, that I wouldn't say resentment, but those kind of concerns that people weren't going to find the community or we were going to lose people and people were just weren't going to go back to church at all, which I think we've all seen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just haven't come back to church after COVID. Right. And I was let go from my job because I disagreed with something that they were doing. And, and that wasn't cross life. It was not cross life. <laughs> it was not, it was not, not cross life. <laughs> and I was heartbroken. Yeah. I thought my life was over. I was being so dramatic about it, but I thought my life was over because I was like, this is something that God told me to do. And now I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I messed up. <clears throat> and that was that old thinking again exactly. that Satan was bringing back. Exactly. That. Yes. yes. So I started. Um, attending another church. And I ended up moving from the town where my family was to Oviedo. And I started church hopping. I started going to different churches. And um, I started working for Cross Life Church, (laughs) and which has been amazing. But God really opened up that door. Um, But right before that had happened, I started working here in September, September 27th of 2020. One, um, three weeks prior to that, my dad suddenly died and it wrecked my life. I was in a very serious relationship at this time and we were talking about getting engaged. You know, we had gotten ring shopping. We had picked out a ring and on September 1st, my dad died and I was actually driving here for my interview. I was driving to Cross Life for my interview when I got the phone call. And I had to send an awkward email to my supervisor, my now supervisor, I'm like, hey, so mm. <laughs> not going to be able to make it because, you know, my dad died. And I felt so much that old thinking came back of like, I'm not perfect. And I just had to tell someone I haven't even met that I'm not perfect. So now I'm not going to get hired because I'm not perfect. And so it was like the mix of that plus like the shock, the initial just shock and devastation of losing my dad. Yeah. And I thought back to, you know, 2018 when he almost died and I was like, God saved him for a reason. And I was like, no way. God saved him for a reason for him just to go, just to just be gone. I didn't get to say goodbye. I didn't see Mm -hmm. him. Like I had texted him two hours earlier because he was having the biggest meeting of his career. And I was about to come in for my interview and we texted each other, you know, good luck. Love you. We'll call each other afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I never got to call him afterwards. And I almost ended up moving back home. I almost ended up not even applying for this job. Like I wanted to be a hermit. I wanted to never see the light of day again. And a part of me didn't believe it. A part Mm. of me was like, oh, no, that's not true. So I remember I picked up my boyfriend at the the time and we drove to my mom's house where my mom was there. Police officers were there. The funeral home was there. Mm. Our neighbor was there. Like all of our people were there and I still didn't believe it. I still was like, oh, no, no way this could be happening. He's just sick. He just passed out. He's just he fainted. No way. No way. When the cops were like telling me, honey, he's gone. Nope. No, he's not. No, he's not. Definitely not. And it took me probably about 48 hours to actually cry, to actually realize like, you know, he had died. And I struggled with the fact of And my brother struggled with it of like, why does God let bad things happen? Mm -hmm. Why does God let things like this happen? And I was struggling with it too. Like, I don't know. I don't know why God let let this happen because I, 
my dad was my best friend. Like I have never known my life without my dad. We would talk every day. I would call him every day. And then all of a sudden, all of that just stopped and my life was about to change. I was about to get engaged. I was about to start this cool new job. And I was about to just have all these awesome opportunities open up. I was about to graduate from college. He always wanted to see me graduate. And it was almost unreal of like the the life that I was going to have to live. And I kept holding on to that verse, um, Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and mm-hmm. saves those crushed in, in spirit. And I was like, there's there, but this is not brokenhearted. This is something com- like, this is more mm-hmm. than brokenhearted. Broken. I don't know what the word was grief now, but I was like, at the time I had no idea what the word was, but I was like, this is more intense than that. Where does the Bible say he's going to take care of that? Right. And where's the good come from this? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was no way God is going to use this. This was just another bad thing in my life. You were just crushed. Crushed. You felt like your life was just obliterated mm-hmm. just in the way Over. that you thought it would be. Exactly. Again. Yes. So I almost didn't even apply. Like I almost didn't continue on with my interview from here because I couldn't have imagined it without my dad. And so I ended up interviewing my mom and I talked about it. And again, my mom's like at this rate, I was just thinking about me. My mom lost her husband, Mm. the one person that, you know, did everything. And my brother lost his dad too. It wasn't just about me. So then I had to be strong. I had to take care of them. Mm. I went to the appointments with my mom. I helped my brother because my brother, he's five years younger than me at the time. He was only 19 when he lost his father. No one should ever have to lose their dad that young at all. But like, especially Mm. that, that young and so I went from, okay, my life is so bad. I just lost my dad to, okay, how can I? And I think that's where my old thinking kind of came into play of like, okay, I'm suffering. Now everyone has to suffer. And I switched it pretty quickly into how can I make them see the good mm-hmm. out of this? I don't even mm-hmm. care about me. Yeah. I can be heartbroken forever. I want them to be better. I hated seeing my mom cry. Hated seeing my brother cry. I want them to be able to see the good from this. So even if I never do, my one goal in this life is to make sure that they saw some sort of good out of it, even though it's really hard to say. You're that like, caretaker yeah, though, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that's like your spiritual gift in some way, shape or format, but just being able yeah. to just switch on a dime and be strong mm-hmm. um, and be able to take care of someone. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be a good mama. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. Oh. But um, yeah, so I just really focused my whole world basically on mm-hmm working a new job and making sure I did that well, because I was, I had the opportunity, um, to interview still here at Cross Life and I got the job. Um, and I was like, okay, God's giving me this opportunity to help people the way that people have helped me in all of these years past. Mm -hmm. And I saw so many people help me even after my dad died and I'm the worst at accepting help. I never want people to help me. I'm like, I can do everything. I'm fine. I don't, <laughs> don't go out of your way to help me. I am okay. But so many people dropped everything that they were doing. Right. And I've felt so much peace and so much comfort from all of that. And I wanted people again here to feel that same way that I felt. And I wanted to give people that community. So when it was my first marketing job, y'all, y'all were brave hiring me because <laughs> <laughs> I was straight out of college, brand new marketing job, fragile. It's fine. <laughs> but anyway, so I started here on September 27th, 
And when you see a good thing, you don't let it go. (laughs) (laughs) So my dad died on September 1st, 10, 11 days later, my boyfriend broke up with me. The one that, you know, we were about Mm -hmm. to get engaged. We had gone ring shopping, broken up with me. That wasn't even a drop in the bucket compared to how I was feeling about my dad. And it was Mm -hmm. a blessing in disguise because I knew that relationship was not right. But after we had broke, after my dad had died, I had stayed, I had clinged to him so much because I didn't have my dad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I have God and I have my boyfriend and I'll be okay. And I clinged on him so much, even though I knew it was so wrong that I was internally praying for something better to open up. Not another guy, just a better opportunity for me to actually live my life again. Cause my mm-hmm. life turned into his life. Mm-hmm. And I just followed him everywhere, every little thing that he did. My identity was in him, basically. Mm-hmm. And so after he broke up with me, I didn't even cry. You know, I was about to get engaged to this guy. I didn't even cry. Still to this day, I have mm-hmm. not cried about it. I look, it was such a blessing in disguise. Right. And I think it was good that it happened when it happened, even though at the time I was like, that's brutal. My dad yeah. just died and you're breaking up with me. How <laughs> dare he? I, know. <laughs> I was about to say, where can we find <laughs> But We'll talk later. Yes. That's, that's non-podcast business. But, um, but, but don't you think, though, I, just thinking about that, we have to real, and it, this is part of what our faith is, mm-hmm. um, because The Bible says in John, we will go through trials, Mm -hmm. not maybe not, Mm -hmm. you know, you can weasel your way out of them. Mm -hmm. Nothing. You will. It will happen. Um, In in our thinking, sometimes in our faith, we have to believe that God is working in all of these areas, even though it feels like. He's not even there. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. happened to him? Where was he? What's mm-hmm. what do you think? I mean, how did you not prevent this from mm-hmm. happening? All those questions that we have, and I'm sure maybe those were some of the questions that you were asking. Mm-hmm. I've asked those questions. I'm sure I, Lindsay absolutely. has. I'm sure everyone out here, if we're honest with ourselves listening, have asked those questions. Mm-hmm. And even recently throughout my life, in the last 10 years of my life, I've asked some of those questions. The last three years it of my life. It doesn't matter how old you are, matter. no matter just, how young you are. Yeah. You, you still have those things that, um, but because we have faith in God, we know that he's working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I also remind myself that there was no good before him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, you know, everything was bad before mm-hmm. him. And even though we go through bad things, we don't do that alone anymore. Right. And so he's working that just like he worked in your life from one station to another, you might say, or one place to another, or one step forward to another. Um, and I think, you know, we're always moving in a direction. And if we're not moving forward, we're moving backward. Oh, yeah. But God is still in the midst of all mm-hmm. of that. And we may not see the result of that until we get to heaven. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really would like to see some of this stuff work out. Same. Just saying, God. <laughs> but I know. God, that, if you're listening. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know you hear us. So what's, yeah. what's happening? But um, that's, you know, that's so important to understand. And I think that's helped you get to this point. And we're going to go through it again next week. And so you keep listening. Yes. So this has been so much fun and insightful. And I um, just thank you so much for sharing intimately with things about your dad. And we're going to pick back up in this place for next week. So join us again next week.
Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How does how can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received him. I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.